When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Right, hello everybody, and welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. We've got our top team in today because there's an awful lot to talk about. Uh, Phil Kirkbride, Tony Scott, Gavin Buckland, and uh, myself, Dave Prentice. And uh, there's only one place to start, really, and that was the utter lunacy and mayhem that we witnessed at Goodison on a Sunday tea time. Um, it was a game for me almost as intense as emotionally draining as some of those, you know, sort of Coventry and Wimbledon occasions. It was just absolute madness. Um, did we get lucky, Phil? Was a you know, very important result in the end, but you know, and we're all thrilled that you know, so Unzi got the uh, the home win that we needed, but it doesn't really paper over the cracks, does it? No, certainly Lady Luck was 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 on our side, wasn't it? Because you know, barring a, an encouraging sort of first ten ten minutes or so, where the play, the team played with a decent amount of energy, you know, first for the first hour of the game, Everton were the Everton we've watched for the past six eight weeks. You know, more or less since the start of the season. You know, plenty of bluster, commitment, and energy, but nothing at either end to uh, deter the opposition in any way. So. Yes, in many ways they did get lucky, but that was certainly the the only way that they they could respond. Because unfortunately, nothing changes despite the victory. You know, Everton still lacking quality at, at, at both ends of the pitch, and so it was going to be a victory that had to be based on on the sort of the fundamentals of any team: yeah. heart, fight, character. Um, because they don't have the required skills uh, to, to sort of get back into games and win games in any other way at the minute and of course we did get lucky with the penalty at the end and um, Tom Cleverley you know watched it back a few times and here's the day already <laughs> uh, baffling the way he squared himself up and you just you just sensed as soon as he as he was approaching that penalty it wasn't going to go in but it was one of those days and I think the hope now is for whoever comes in and, and, and takes over or whether that's Unzi for a, a little bit longer that at the very least it gives the team a little bit of confidence and and makes them believe a little bit more because as I say the issues are still there and they won't yeah. be resolved until January. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the managerial situation because you know, another name is being uh, tossed into the frame today, Diego Simeone, which you know, yeah, you know, yeah, people laugh. It's you know, it's, it's a very ambitious suggestion. Yeah. From what we're hearing, um, it's not as fanciful as it may seem. Um, you know. 
he would be interested in talking to Everton Football Club but only at the end of the season uh, because he's, he's insistent on fulfilling his contract until then but he's interested in hearing what the Everton project is all about which you know is quite reassuring but that still means there's a short term appointment required um, until the summer before anybody can, Everton can talk to anybody else do they go short term do they go David Unsworth do they go Sam Allardyce um, do they look for a long term appointment now i.e. Marco Silva Thomas mm-hmm. Tuchel Sean Dyche the names that have been uh, linked I mean, what do you think Gav do you think it should be the short term are we in such dire straits that we need to worry about a manager who's going to save us and keep us in the Premier League until well, we can be a bit more ambitious in the summer given Phil's comments there is yeah I would I would agree with what Phil said there about the current state of play with the team and on yeah. that basis you've got to look short term it's just just thinking about Unzi having one on Sunday does that give him a bit more a couple more games perhaps um, it, was, it was interesting the other week when you said that in terms of appointing him, we sort of got it the yeah. wrong way around that. Like he should have started with the home game, and yeah, yeah. so if that had been his first game in charge yeah. on, on Sunday, he said, "Well, actually, we've got something going here. Like maybe yeah. we need to keep it going." And I was just, I was just thinking that appointing him for four games is that enough to 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 pass an opinion? Does he deserve maybe another couple of games in charge? The changes um, he made at the weekend all paid off. You could argue yeah. that he got the team selection wrong in the first place, yeah. I don't know. But the problem he's got and any manager's got is the squad is so imbalanced, it's so lopsided, it's so lacking in any kind of attacking you know, sort of intent. Um, so I, th- I think you could bring in Jose Mourinho uh, between now and January and I think he'd struggle uh, yeah, to please, get goals out of that side. No, but I yeah. think, I think oh, just to sum up, yeah, I think we need to bring them short term, but I don't necessarily think it's something that needs to be done. In the next four nights, perhaps given Unsworth a couple of games, having one to say, well, like let's show us, show us out, you know, show yeah. us. Uh, Do you think so? Sorry, I was just going to say, I actually don't fully agree with that because my concern is how long do we keep? Because as as yeah. as, as chuffed as we are for Unsworth that it came off on Sunday and he deserved that victory for everything he's put into this caretaker spell. Unfortunately, we could go and lose those next two matches, and they're big games now. At what point do we say, oh God, we should have got the new man in two games ago and given him a bit longer? Yeah, I you know, get that. I get that. Well, so we're guessing then that. Do you think they've thought this through when they've sacked Cumin? That, listen, we've they, obviously they haven't got anyone lined up then, have they? When they've sacked him, they've literally just hit the panic button, sacked him, and then we'll think about it. Because obviously you've seen what, what's happened elsewhere. Billich was sacked, Moyes was in within a day. Yeah. Now, obviously, what are we two weeks down the line here? Well, Three or four weeks now since Unsworth had the games, yeah. and there's no one in the door. So I, I look at it now and thinking these haven't thought this through yet. Oh, but the, the, the fact is, is give Unsworth four games. Mm. I've got the fortnight of international yeah. to make yeah, an appointment. Yeah. Could be, yeah. could be the strategy. Yeah. So we give Unsworth an opportunity to, to show if he's perhaps a, an op, you know an option for this season, or if that's not the case, we've then bought ourselves another fortnight to. to Get a manager in. Yeah, it's both, isn't it? Which I would is, say. But what, 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 totally done? what has it done then? Said. Well, it might have confirmed in Fahad Mashiri's eyes that Unzi is not the man. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, you don't don't for one minute think the club have just been sat there waiting, you know, not doing anything while Unzi's been in charge. Of course, they've been sounding mm. out with the managers and, and, and drawing up the shortlist. So I think there was a will, wasn't there, that they wanted to give Unzi that opportunity to prove them wrong or prove them right, however yeah. you looked at it. And maybe this, these four games have made up their minds. Okay. And maybe now, now they're going to go, well, we've got another, whatever, 12 days or whatever. My, my, yeah, but my fear about a short-term appointment 
is again what that then does to the squad because it's a manager working with somebody else's players again in the summer I mean you know Unzi clearly doesn't fancy a number of the players that were brought in in the summer or his argument would be he doesn't know them he's not familiar with them he is familiar with John Joe Kenny with Benny Benningimi players like that which is why he's using them uh, equally if a manager comes in now and he will buy players in January because players are desperately required certainly strikers yeah. are they players that the new you know sexy continental manager we appoint in the summer yeah. is going to want as well yeah. and you know we're starting yeah. from scratch you know almost like totally agree. twice well, in the yeah. space well, of like three my, four my counter to that is and I think the feeling certainly for for Mashiri is look I mean we all we all are probably around this table and everybody's convinced we'd get out of it anyway but I think he there's a concern from the very top that they can't even flirt with danger there can't be a situation yeah. where we're, we're in March and we're not way out of the mess or anything yeah. like that so I think January is a one-off yeah. I think you bring players in for the final six months of the season and that's it and if they're no longer required for the new manager well so be it but it's a price you pay to make certain that there's no silliness no nonsense at the wrong end of the table Would it not damage the football club then Phil if Sam Allardyce was appointed from now till the end of the season and say we finish mid, just below mid-table How's that damaging if you brought him in to make sure you don't go down because that's why he's been brought to the, the football start of football club. Ever, well, ever, well that's irrelevant ever, isn't it because if you're bringing Sam Allardyce to the football club and I'm yeah. not saying they, they should or should not mm. but if you're bringing him into the football club you're bringing him for one reason Of course So by hook or by crook He's there to keep you. Are circumstances that it? bad though? That I, I don't think they are. Well, eight, uh, yeah. eight points behind Liverpool and Arsenal. Having we're played four behind Brighton and eight. Having played the fixtures that we've played, I mean that that was a brutal you know fixture list at the start of the yeah. season. Already the trips to Old Trafford, to the Etihad, to Stamford Bridge you know, have gone. Yeah. You know, so as has you know the Tottenham visit. You know the but, fixture but, list does but, look. But having said that, there's been. It goes back to what Phil was saying about the, the performance on on Sunday. Yeah. Is we're fifteenth, but we you know the, the teams at the bottom. I mean, as everybody says, what's Crystal Palace on Sunday? They're much better team yeah. on, on you know in that performance than what we are, and and, and they're bottom. So though you can quote gaps, and 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 there's a degree of truth in that. In terms of if you have a look at the performances and the playing squads and the fact that we've we've won two of the three games really. Quite fortunately, we, we do we yeah, do look like a team. And actually, what was the what, what, what was the, the last best decent performance you've seen from an Everton team this not, season? Not this, not, not this season. City, City, City away, City away, yeah. And even that was the only team. That was a player sent off early in the match, which yeah. helped our cause yeah. significantly. Come, believe it or not, we were coming off the ground disappointed with the draw in the end, weren't we? Yeah. So I think which is quite worrying. That really is. Yeah. So I think it is. It's it's. It's all hands on deck because yeah. you know you think about the next game and yeah, Palace are the worst team in the Premier yeah. League, but haven't won away from home in the league since Palace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. my yeah. worry is sorry, Phil. My sorry. worry is if if Sam Allardyce takes charge, it's the fans' mentality towards him. Yeah, in at Everton, the Evertonians, and outside the perceptive of what they'll think as Everton now. Oh, that way you're going to be come from now till the end of the season. Not going to be on the telly. That the fans aren't going to lose interest. I, I feel the attendances will go down. That's my argument with Sam Allardyce's appointment at Everton. I can't see that general atmosphere the way it has been in the past. Oh, look, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not definitively pro bringing him in at this stage. But on the flip side, Sam Allardyce comes in, sorts it out, gets a couple of decent plays in, in January, and actually, you know. <laughs> I don't want to use the comparison because it's not two completely different clubs. But at one stage at Palace, he had them in the top half of the table. Now at Everton, who's to say that he couldn't get us back to close-ish yeah. to where we should be 
mid top half of the table because you know mm. if Everton finished seventh this season, be mine a miracle. To, to be honest, it's, it's not entirely you know agricultural football. That Bolton team that he had with Jock AF. Uh, JJ Akotcha, uh, Campo playing, yeah. you know, so played some very easy yeah. on the eye football. Would you go and pay um, to watch them? Uh, nah, that, exactly. that, that, that team. That's that, the, the point is, you wouldn't pay to watch Evan at the moment. Well, this yeah. is it. You yeah. wouldn't, but Sorry, if we're meant to be improving, you're not going to stay the same, are you? Yeah. They're not gonna, uh, if Everton yeah. are not going to be on the box, they're not going to be talked about, and this is what I'm trying to say. This is meant to be a new era. Sachin Kuman bringing Allardyce yeah, in. But then you, was, you could bring in Marco Silva, but then you go, well, actually, he took all down. Yes, he, did, he, 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 he got them going, but he still took them down. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, at what point did the football club actually go, you know what, we're going to have to write this season well, Don't forget, they, he, he, he took over in January, Silva. Yeah. So we're, we're in November. There's a huge difference. I know, but how long do we wait? And well, is Allardyce a guarantee of he, success? He's as near you know. as cast eye guarantees you'll get. Now, I appreciate it's one hell of a negative move bringing him into the football club, but that's where they have to go. Right, we have to have a time frame. We have to go. This is the cut-off point. If we're no further up the league and yeah. performances haven't improved markedly in whatever time frame, we have to go and get in. But what do you mean, sorry, sorry. Fred, What do you mean by negative move? Well, in terms of, you know, as Tony said, look, you're just admitting that you're pleading. It's a cry for help, yeah. and you, and you will go back to basics, and that's it. But it's a positive move if you sort it out. You do not skirt with danger, and you finish close to where. We finished last season. My, my, my worry is that the players he's got to deal with aren't going to change, mm. and uh, Unsworth knows them better than anybody. Totally and uh, you know, so he's probably better equipped to actually you know deal with that pretty paltry squad than somebody coming in with a fresh pair of eyes. Um, the, I told you, keep playing because the Evertonians I spoke to after the match, the majority of them when I mentioned Allardyce, a few of them said I've had to keep Unsworth to the end of the season. There's no, there's no difference. What, what, what's Al- yeah, Can you tell me what Allardyce is going to do? That Unsworth can't. Well, it's that experience for the starters, yeah, isn't it? So, it's not, what, not so much setting the team out, it's like the experience of managing the Premier League. It's experience of dealing in the transfer market in January as and, well. And, and so, managing yeah. at the bottom, near the yeah. bottom. And I'm with Pleno because I know it's up to me. But I'm with Pleno, that he's a bit more expansive allardyce than what, what people give him. Give him a play the foot, both on and off the pitch, both on and off the pitch as well, isn't he? He's well into well, we can't play size. second ball with any time on a calibre. That's what he craves <laughs> on yeah. get the ball in advanced areas, play the second ball. But I think he's savvy enough to, to adapt, isn't he, to, to the players he's got. I mean, you see, I mean, I don't know any games, I think he's fifth, he's behind Moyes with the most Premier League games as manager, isn't he? So right. you've got all that experience. And no one fancy Moyes back now? <laughs> if he leaves West Ham before Christmas, he might be. Uh, but I, I just think it makes a lot of sense to just bring him in towards the end of the season. But it'd be interesting to see any insight. Is that would be saying that would Sam want that? Well, the feeling is, look, the cynic in you says he wouldn't, and he'd want a, he'd want a two three year contract. But mm. he would fully know, wouldn't he? He's not daft. Yeah. The, the, the the club would say right. Come in, yeah, all right. We'll give you what you want, but if he if he does the job that you've been brought in to do, right? We'll I, I think he's hoping. Uh, yeah, I think he's hoping a short term appointment could lead to something more enduring if he can make you know a absolute yeah. revelation of it. If he can suddenly turn around the season from hell and you know have Everton finish you know seventh again, mm-hmm. you know that you would think that that's given him you know enough money in the bank to yeah. get a, a more extended stay at it. And it probably would to be and fair. No, nobody wants to see yeah. Sam Allardyce long term at the football club, mm-hmm. but. It's come to a point, or it may come to a point, that you say, well, he might be the the person they need for the time being. Do you think a lot of fans will lose interest? 
if he's appointed. It's interesting if he's still bottom three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not though, are we, Phil? But what did you see on Sunday in the performance? Not, I'm not saying the final half an hour where it was blood and guts or in the performances all season that makes you think that they're definitely going to be nowhere near it. Fans were leaving the ground. Well, 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 what, what makes you think that Allardyce is going to transform the way Everton are playing from, from now till the end of the season and well, get us half of the league? Will his track record? I just... I, I see, I, I, it's a good point. I just can't see Sam Allardyce managing Everton and getting me off the edge of my seat well, excited to watching Everton. But he'll make, sure, he'll make certain, as good as you can get, that the football club won't be in trouble. No, I, I, I know we're only in November, but how long can we say we're only in November, we're only in December? Few, as, as much as the counter-argument is, I get that, that we could get sucked in and Palace are playing better than us. The counter-argument is that we're four points off eight. To be honest, I don't want to make the comparison because, you know, so this guy's a club legend and, you know, so I love him, he's one of my mates, Joe Royal. Uh, but when he came into Everton and, uh, in November 1994 with an absolute firefighting job on his hands... He played Route 1 football unashamedly. He picked his dogs of war in midfield that scrapped and you know, sort of intimidated opponents. And he told Andy Hinchcliffe to knock it long to Duncan, you know, so sort of pull a rider, pick up second oh. balls. And it was successful. He called it you know, cup football, mm. which is why we ended up winning the FA Cup that year. He told Peter Johnson, you know, throw your money at Everton to win the FA Cup, which he did. The so, difference was, Plano, that we had three sets of forwards. That it game. is, yeah, but Mike Walker wasn't using them, you know, mm. so, you know, it, it was. You could argue, yeah, you know, the, the same personnel situation doesn't exist at Everton anymore. But I'm just saying that fans will accept, you know, so a certain style of football if it's pragmatic we in the were, short we term. Were, I'm sure. Uh, were we in the bottom three? Oh, we were absolutely we relegated were already. Ele- Eleven points. Table, from, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eleven yeah. points from fourteen games. Yeah. It was absolute. You know, it was a, a relegation waiting to happen. Yeah. Everton had to play European qualification standard football to survive that season. Mm. But I'm just saying, you know, the point I was trying to make is that you know fans will accept. Pretty much anything if they're seeing their team win, and I don't think people would lose interest. You know, you don't lose interest in your football club unless like, you're, you're losing week after week will, after week. And I'm like, playing devil's advocate here, yeah, so yeah. I don't want to see him. Yeah, yeah. Will, will, will fans accept the yeah. transitional yeah. season? Because they don't play that in the season, so do they? No, but that's that's the ebb and flow and the fortunes yeah. and the roller coaster emotions of, of following your football club. You don't pay your season ticket, and there's a guarantee at the bottom saying you won't be rubbish. No, I, I get that, but this is going to be just. Get us over the line, but but type of job, isn't it? Well, to see us over, and that's it. Happy days, yeah. go. Well, this is this is the whole point, isn't it? The club have to make a decision. Is this is this where we are at, and is that what we unfortunately have to accept? I just don't think after eleven games we can just write off the season. I, I, think, yeah, I, think, I think there's. I think when you say transitional season, you could argue that as soon as Mishiri came in and us get one to go from sort of mid-table mediocrity to sort of getting on the door of the, 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 the you know knocking on the door of the top six or top four that that entire period is a transition period maybe three or four seasons where you, you're changing the entire culture and, and, and staff within the club and, and I think the argument would be is for us to manage that four three or four seasons say until the ground's built and all, all that type of stuff for us to manage that effectively at the moment, what we may have to take one step back to take two steps forward, and I, I think that, that an appointment of an Allardyce or Allardyce figure between now and the end of the season is to do just that. It's to buy us some time, as I said last week, so when we get to the summer, we can then make the, use that period to make good progress in maybe the next two seasons. Yeah. And, and look, let's play fantasy football for a minute. So Allardyce comes in, everybody's not particularly happy with it, but he does his job consolidates the football team improves them tightens them up and then the club go thanks very much Sam and then they go and, and they go and get your star name that everybody loves and, and, they, and they build again yeah, yeah, from yeah. where 
that that surely is part of what they're thinking. If you're a player and you know that manager's not going to be here in the summer, well, there's going to be a clear out anyway, isn't there? By the by, the performances. Yeah. So, we're, we're, getting, we're getting that now, aren't we? Which you know, which brings us on to the, uh, the, the the situation which is being caused. And you know, so our headlines this week: um, the Morgan Schneider and Kevin Morales business. Um, now I'm going to choose my words very, very carefully here because uh, very carefully, you know, bro. Well, no, because you know, so Morgan Schneider himself has been you know choosing his words very carefully. <laughs> um, he made a statement uh, saying it's untrue to say that he was sent home from training, which is absolutely correct. He wasn't sent home from training, but what is correct is that there were there's an issue during a training session which Duncan Ferguson was taking, whereby the coaching staff weren't happy with the attitude and with the effort being shown by Schneider and with Kevin Morales and suggested that they'd be better served going indoors and you know, so not bothering with the training session. And both players took them up on that suggestion and walked off the pitch. So you, know, you can argue that's probably worse than being sent home from training. Yeah. Um, Kevin Morales has sort of issued a tentative apology today, saying that he wasn't left out of the squad for that reason, but he's apologised to the president, to his teammates and to the fans for his frustrations. You know, he didn't actually say what not was causing his frustrations. So you know, clearly there are some players that are seeing a caretaker manager in place and just thinking, well, He's not going to be there for very long, you know. Therefore, you know. So why should we bother? So we've got that issue already, which is causing problems. It needs players with a certain mindset and a certain attitude and enthusiasm, you know, to to, to get us out of that mess. David Unsworth knows the players that he thinks he can rely on, um, you know, and he's picking them at the moment, uh, which is why those two players weren't well. Kevin says otherwise, but you know, so yeah. I think that's why those two yeah. players weren't involved at the weekend. And if Unsworth is still in charge for the Palace game, it's open to question whether they'll be involved again. You know, so for I think it's a totally dangerous game they're playing. You know, you know, in, in, particularly in this instance, because I think we discussed this morning, Preno. Yeah, they may not, they may not believe that David Unsworth will be here the long term, and there'll be another manager in. But people will still be at the football club. When that new manager comes in, he will use them as sounding boards, like Roberto did after David Moyes like Ronald did after Roberto and those messages will get back and the new manager of the football club whether it's it's Allardyce or whoever will not have you're not going to notice that these two players have done this and this has caused a problem so it's totally naive of them to think that it's uh, you know new manager will come in I'll just I'll be alright it's it's totally wrong and I hope that the reaction um, from the supporters and the fact that this has got out into the into the press Really is a rocket, yeah. Because those two players and, and several others, you know, they aren't the only two that need to pull the socks up. But particularly those two players need to start proving why they're at the football club. If you ask me, Schneider in particular, his form has been an absolute yeah. bizarre one. He arrived last January, and if he'd have been there for a full season, he would have been the player of the season. Despite a centre forward scoring, mm. you know, so the most number of goals we've seen since probably Gary Lineker. Um, to take that you know, form on and then just suddenly fall apart this summer, I don't know what, what's gone wrong. Is this why um, Jose Mourinho sold him? Well, is this why? Maybe. Why we're seeing the real Morgan Schneider, so to speak? Really? It's interesting. Um, Christian Walsh, one of our writers, I was just discussing Schneiderlin with him, and, and he kind of made an interesting point where he was saying, even though Schneiderlin, you know, since he's been in England, even though he's been in League One and the Championship, his, his career and the, and the teams he's played in have always been on the up. Yeah. So this is almost like the first test. He's had of, mm. of having to deal with yeah. adversity, and you know I'm now questioning whether he's got the stomach for the fight. Yeah. Now, ultimately, you come to Everton Football Club, and he yeah. came to a team and a squad and a project, as everybody keeps saying, that's got aspirations for challenging to Europe. But you will inevitably go through times when it's not going well. So, even particularly in his position and his importance yeah. to the team, 
that is worrying me that we're seeing the drop that we have done. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like Peno says, and like our players, you and your manager, it's, it's that, you know, it's not your new manager, be all right. It's like that old George Graham line, isn't it? About when you walk into a dressing room as a new manager, you always remember that the people in front of you, the one who got your predecessor sacked, you know? Yeah, and, uh, you know, the managers have always got that in the back of their yeah, minds whenever yeah. they walk into a dressing room. So I think that's something that you've got to remember in all of this. And I can only echo the thoughts. Is he got married in the summer, didn't he, Snyder? Yeah. Did I read that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's old Harry Katzik thing, wasn't it? He never liked players who got married. He always, always yeah. said that he dropped off in performance <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the, the, the next season. Yeah. And um, without sort of, you know, setting Tony off, you know, <laughs> if, if you could, I, I suppose it's, you know, Damning in that if you said who's the one Everton player in the squad you could anticipate being sent home for training for not trying you'd, you'd probably be one person above, above you know come on Tony and you've I got think the Tony's going to probably <laughs> say there and I know what I would say is Morales I'm, I'm not surprised at, and I, that's not kissing yeah. Snyder I am but I haven't seen Snyder totally unprofessionally get sent off on well, yeah. on yeah, Thursday yeah. I think well actually maybe not a big isn't it? and it might have been frustration from that and that sort of Pattern of behaviour fits in with his attitude on Thursday, to be honest with you. Well, this has been my argument with Kevin Morales for years, and I've been on quite vocal and I've said it time and time again for the lad with the ability that lad has got, and time and time again, so frustrating that he hasn't shown us it. And when we're here with Leon Osmond the week, and yourself, and we're saying, Gotta pick him, gotta pick him, gotta pick him, he's the only one with peace. And I go, David Dunsworth seen that he'd rather play Umani Ass and Benny Meringami instead of Morgan Schneider and Kevin Morales in a crucial game that Everton had to win. Now, that goes to show you what he thinks of their attitude straight away, but not surprises me with Kevin Morales, not surprising me at all. One player that I wouldn't like to see play for Everton again, I just think his whole attitude, his laziness as well. He, he thinks he can just drift in and out of games, and he's been doing it for, what, this is now his sixth season. I was looking at, obviously, the, the game, these are full 90-minute games, He's played for Everton 2012-13 season, five, that was under David Moyes. 2014 season, ten, under Roberto Martinez. The season later, three matches. Season later, six, so that was Roberto Martinez. Under Ronald Koeman, three full 90 minutes under Ronald Koeman. And obviously, Underweight hasn't played him at all. So that's the equivalent to 27 90-minute matches he's played. Over 200 chances he could have done that, so... That says a lot for me that the attitude in that player is all wrong and the sooner he's out the club, the better. Yeah, it's frustrating because, you know, before he came to Everton in Greece, he was playing as a central striker and, you know, sort of top scored in that league. And that's a position that Everton desperately need filling at the yeah. moment. You know, we need a central striker, somebody that can play on the shoulder of defenders, he can show a bit of pace, can show a bit of strength, and you know, clearly you wouldn't trust him to do that at the moment. Oh, you've been um, linked with loads of moves since he's been here as yeah. well. Not one of them returned. Well, he signed, he signed a new deal in the summer, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, claimed that he was frustrated because he wanted to move elsewhere. You know, mm. just a very complex individual. The most telling thing about his um, his signing the new contract uh, in in May was he admitted in in the uh, in the quotes that that, that were released. Even my family have told me I have to do more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. paraphrasing there, but that's the fact. He doesn't what do the dishes, said. does he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, you know, I was like, wow, it's great honesty, but there it is in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Even, even you, even there, the people who will support you through thick and thin are going. You need to pull your finger Maybe out. Maybe should have got his family down at the training ground. <laughs> yeah. you know. I, I remember when the um, the end of season awards last season, and mm. obviously um, 
I think Bill Kenway came on stage and he says, and there's big news tomorrow, up another player signing a big long-term contract and everything. And everyone thought Ross Barkley on the edge of the yeah. seats. He went Kevin Morales, and no one flinched. And had a little pop at the echo for, exactly. uh, for supporting him. Yeah. So, uh, do you know what? I've, and that what winds me up more than anything. It's the ability he's got. Yeah. yeah. If he was just... Uh, a day cow type of player, blood and thumbs, they give us all, I get all that. I'll tell you what, if he had Umani as his heart, oh. I, want, I wanted to mention that lad today because, you know, we, we, we've damned him many times on this yeah, and, yeah. you know, we'll all hold our hands up, you know, his yeah. quality is not good enough for Everton Football Club. Uh, I think I described him as a kitten playing with a ping pong ball, which is, That's you know, seems to sum up his, his possession. Yeah. But he's got heart, and that's what Everton needs at the moment. And he never stops running. Yeah. If you know defenders, or if he doesn't know what he's going to do, what chance have defenders yeah. got? And the goal just summed him up. You know, <laughs> it was a decent ball from Luckman. Uh, defender caught on his heels, but he made it into something it shouldn't have been. Keeper was a bit impetuous, maybe. Yeah. Ended up going off his ankle or something. Yeah. But who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So as long he deserves yeah, a longer run. Last, last two, last two and a quarter hours, kicking to God, he's and he scored five goals. <laughs> 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 Is like, you know, and there is a little yeah, bit of quality yeah, there because yeah. that, that goal against Sunderland you know, was an absolute yeah. top finish. And the, the first yeah. one, the first yeah. one, yeah. 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 Which he, which he set that yeah. up and finished himself. Yeah. And I would like the one on Sunday in the Arsenal goal, we had like basically the goal in front of him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and you're feeling it, aren't you? It's funny, my lad, who was in the main stand uh, on, Saturday, on Sunday, and he said the same things. And even after he'd gone past the goal, he said, I wasn't confident it was going to go in until I saw it rolling to the net. You know, you can't fault him because, like, if you think about it, we've won two or three games this season, and, and two out of them three games, he's basically turned the game, hasn't he? Yeah. That's the what the other you've talked to. And also, because the thing on, on Sunday, which you say it's about getting lucky, is you scored 30 straight after their goal. If yeah, they had yeah. gone five or ten minutes yeah. and everybody would yeah, have been yeah. leaving and booing that, that would have been an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? There's no way we're coming back from two down. But the fact that he got us back, I know with Luckman's balls, but he got us back into the game straight away. It was it was the time and the goal as much as the goal itself. No, he, t- he thing, turned the know. game by booting Heralio Gomez in the exactly, head. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that new goalkeeper didn't fancy it at all. No. I mean, Bainsey's corner was decent, but he was rooted to his line. Yeah. Gomez might have come and tried to challenge for yeah. that. And that was arguably the little bit of luck that we needed, you know, to maybe turn the season. Phil, another player that was I thought was outstanding on Sunday was John Joe Kenny mm. he's just sort of he's just sort of just sort of raging in the last 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. he just was like a man possessed wasn't yeah. he um, I felt for him in Leon. I really did um, in the second half where he was forced onto the left uh, left hand side and he just w- wasn't comfortable yeah. that wasn't the John Joe that I've watched for two and a half years whenever he's come through the 23s and obviously this season um, but I think that that reaction in the final 30 minutes was the Evertonian in him. Mm. Um, Do you see the stats as well for his performance at the weekend? I mean, passing-wise, not great. I mean, Pickford actually had a more accurate pass completion rate. But defensively, which is what he's there for, uh, more clearances, interceptions and tackles than any other player in the entire Premier League last weekend. Um, You know, he got in the way of everything. That's what he's there for. And, you know, the corner from which we equalised from, it was his shot, you know, so on the rampage. Mm -hmm. And his reaction with the fans, you know, he was whipping the fans up. That's an old head on young shoulders. And I I think as well, and I think we've got to keep faith with with John Joe, and particularly look at how Seamus Coleman, you know, when he came through, he was making mistakes in big games and he was up and down in his form but then it, it just clicks when you reach a certain level of maturity doesn't it and I think that you know everybody speaks incredibly highly of John Joe at the football club there's clearly a very good right back in there and the potential to be you know 
top flight right back in, in the future it won't always be plain sailing as it wasn't in France yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's whether whoever comes in has that same faith in it, him I hope they do it's interesting that he's the only outfielder to start all of Underweight's four games yeah. isn't he Kenny and I know like the sort yeah. of the options at right back maybe is a bit more limited to other but you can play Holgate there you can play Martina there so it's interesting that obviously Unsworth sees something like you're saying there, yeah. Phil, that actually he has got something in it, but it might take a bit of time well, to, uh, to come out, give him as much game time as possible. I remember vividly after the 23s last season when they played Chelsea, they could have won the league at Aldershot and, and the chairman was down there and stuff. And they got held to a draw and uh, speaking to Unsworth after the game. And he, he made a point of saying that John Joe Kenny's performance was of Premier League standard. Yeah. In that game, so clearly he's been ready in Unzi's eyes for, for for a long time. It's difficult, you know, sort of relying on young players. They've got to be introduced gradually and used, you know, fleetingly to get the best out of them. Um, but exactly the same example with Adam Ola Luckman. He was the the guy for me that changed the game more than anybody, uh, because the club was so, or the the side and the fans were so bereft of confidence that it needed something, and he injected that. Um, he just picked up the ball and he started doing brave things. He started running at defenders. He started, you know, clipping ambitious passes forward. Just things that other players maybe weren't doing. And it, it really stood out for me. I thought it was a very, either a brave performance for a young kid or maybe one, the fearlessness of youth. Uh, but, you know, he made a massive impact. And, you know, I think we could see a little bit more of him in the future. Hopefully we do, because, you know, clearly he's a talent there. He, he looks like he's rediscovered his mojo, doesn't he, a little bit, Adamola? Because he started off really encouraging him when we signed him in January and then I'm convinced I've not had the opportunity to ask him this but I'm convinced the game at Middlesbrough was the point where he, he, he snowballed yeah. where he he missed a couple of really good chances, good chances. Yeah. Yeah. Koeman bombed him for the following game and he was in and out the team and he just looked a different player yeah. for the worse yeah. um, but you know he's played for Unzi in the 23s a little bit early in the season and, and you suspect that we, we know the way we know Unzi he, he would have filled him filled the lad with confidence and I think we're starting to see it I thought he was the best player outfield player in Lyon um, and I think he carried that on when he came off the bench on Sunday no, no, given obviously we've just talked about the youngsters there is there a counter argument to say and one fan um, told me on, on Sunday he said this is the reason why I don't want Sam Allardyce as our manager because he doesn't bring youngsters through he doesn't play them now that could be a worry of mine considering the, the crop of youngsters that we have got and I, do, I wouldn't like to see in January Allardyce go with a couple of tried and trusted and next minute your Davis aren't in the team your Kenny's aren't in the team your Calvert-Lewin's aren't in the team You've been, and I just fear yeah. that that well, could happen long term yeah I, I totally agree with you long term but this is the whole point I personally would he'd have to play them from down till January won't he yeah and personally I don't want Sam Allardyce as a long term manager but it's a case of whether it's needs must isn't it and whether Actually, Allardyce, if it's him, he goes, look, I appreciate that you've got young lads, but you've got to trust me, and maybe I can't play them every week, or they're going to have to come off the bench. And I know that's not what nobody wants to hear, and nobody wants to see, but it's balancing act, isn't I it? I get that. And I, I, I but totally that not the fear, Phil, because... <laughs> I, 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 that's, I, I, that's a long-term thing for me. Because I, 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 I can't see, if you're taking these kids out of the equation in January, after them playing from now till Christmas, yeah. and then getting bombed... Yeah, well, it, I, it's going to take some stomaching for them kids to come yeah. back. I mean, look, I mean, I think John Joe would have to be wise enough to know that when Seamus Coleman's fit, he's back on the bench, yeah. isn't he? Um, and whether Beningami and Tom, whether the club think they need another midfielder or whatever, I don't know. Luckman, Calvert-Lewin. I think Calvert-Lewin will play a part 
you know, he's I mean, he, Unzi didn't start him on Sunday, remember? Yeah, so yeah. and you know, he didn't start in Leon, so it's not like he's he's guaranteed a start. Um, I think he, he you have to play him or have him involved anyway. Luckman, I, I don't know. It's it's difficult, isn't it? I I would say that we have to take our new tinted spectacles off on this and say what do we in terms of like we're saying this transitional period what I was saying before maybe three or four years to get from A to B are you going to do that with a group of young players within that and I don't think you're not you may get one or two but I don't see us moving forward in that time with Davis, Luckman, Calvert-Lewin, Kenny Beningame all in the team that's just not going to happen you might too if, you, if the other six players are Messi, Ronaldo you know it happened at United in the yeah. early 90s but, but, you know. but they, they were from position of strength where, where yeah. he's won two or three titles yeah. and like you see the, the players won the World Cup half of them yeah but it's, it's a massive difference but you know the, the thing with United then, just dismissing a World Cup win at under 17 level when it comes to Premier League level under 20 yeah do dismiss it you know with all due respect like but you know, but like United saying like '96, you they're senior players: Cantona, Keane, mm. um, Hughes, and Palace, you know, Michael. Yeah, yeah, you know, all yeah. top top of the range players. We haven't got that. And and when you have young players, Tom never used to say. Tom never used to say his manager leads. If you've got, you can have like six or seven pl- young players in the team, but make sure that the other four that you've got are all all top players. Yeah. If they're yeah. not, you'll get killed. And like so, that that's the same with us, isn't it? Great if we have them three or four players in, but make sure the other seven are all like top class. And I don't think we're, we're even in that position yet. Mm. So I think it'd be, we all want to see four or five graduates to get a top one back of them, but it's not going to happen. I get that, but you know, we fear is that you're not going to see any of them. Well, but what would you rather do, finish eighth or ninth like that, or finish sixth with no young players in? There's something this Everton thing and all that, we've got to move away from that. And I, I don't, it'd be great to see it happen, and it may happen, but we shouldn't let our, our selection be first of all. In respect the fact that we've got to have two or three academy graduates in the team, I, I just don't get that at all. We actually, one of the, uh, the piece we got submitted to us this week by uh, Rob Yates is his name, a uh, guy who's you know, talk, railing against this uh, managers that don't get Everton. Um, He's not bothered. He says, yeah, you know, okay. results is the important thing. It doesn't really matter about any, you know, so romantic notions we might have. Well, we're going to wrap it up now. We've um, we've discussed uh, the managerial options. Um, we won't be back till this time next week unless something happens in the meantime, and in which case, you know, so clearly we will uh, to discuss it. But you know, for the time being, thanks for joining us and uh, stick with us next time. <laughs>